Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Hey, Shelby. What's good? What's happening? What's popping? How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Yay! I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. It's September. I I just want to let everyone know how exciting it was because you and I got together with some of our other friends yes. and celebrated my birthday. And this was the first time that we were able to like get together. We still... You know, we're mindful about social distancing and wearing our masks and all that. But it was nice to, like, get cute, go to brunch, and, like, see all y'all because <laughs> it's been a while. Yes. A long time. It was so much fun. My mom, girl, I don't know if I told you my mom on Facebook now, um, but she won't put a picture up. But anyway, she was like, I, I said, Mama, did you see our picture? She told me, yeah. She told me, I seen y'all out there trying to be grown with your little heels on. I said, and our feet were hurting. Um, oh man, yeah. My girl, <laughs> I didn't make it. I woke up the next day, my body was sore. I was tired. I was dehydrated. I didn't do nothing. The only thing I went, I did that day, the next day, was go to Pizza Hut and get my pizza. And I feel like every birthday that I have, that that's the end result. Like I literally kill everyone. I'm like, you the next do. Day, you do. Everyone's exhausted for the rest of the week. Like every birthday happens, but no, it was really fun. It was yeah. great to go out and I'm just happy that everyone came out in the midst of everything going on yeah and was still able to get together and have fun we had a good time um I recently well after your birthday um I came home my best friends um since junior high girl um she is on baby number two and so she had a baby shower and so I got the chance to go she was I RSVP but I guess she still didn't believe that I was coming (laughs) and so I got a chance to slide there through there and she was so happy that I was there and we had a good time and it was just it was just really good to like you know like be there for my best friend I realized that I don't really know like my town is really small um but I don't know like I just know where I'm going and I realized I don't know streets I don't know like streets (laughs) girl and I was at the wrong location I said girl send me the address Um, did that, um, went and saw my other best friend, Bobby girl, you know, me and Bobby, we laugh about stupid stuff. Um, <laughs> so had a good time with her. So just really catching up with uh, my friends and hanging out with my family. I had like, I've been networking like crazy cause I've been interviewing like crazy and girl just chilling. Like really that's all. I feel like, I feel like this month, like your birthday has been the highlight so far and my friend's baby shower, but I feel like this month's been a lot. It has, and it's actually going by kind of quickly. It is. Because it's just, I'm like, how is it already about to be? The summer's basically over. <laughs> I'm like, uh, did we have a summer? Because I don't think we did. Right. <laughs> but, and then, like, the passing of, like, chat with Bozeman, like, that was a lot. Like, I am, yes. first of all, I've been a chat with Dan since, like, 42. And so mm-hmm. when I first saw it, like, you know, the reports and stuff, like, I couldn't believe it. But, like, you know, when all the reports started coming out about what happened and, you know, it's just amazing to me. Everything that he did while he was suffering, you know what I mean? Like, the legacy that he left, the sacrifices that he made. But he really, like, lived his life to the fullest. Like, I just know when he got to the 
to when he got to the pearly gates, God was good, like, well done, my good and faithful servant. You kept me busy. Yeah, it's it's amazing to me, too, how, like you said, he went through all of that and we didn't know. But that's how strong I would say he is because I've seen the like charities he was involved in helping children that were going through the same type of thing and it's like you just never know what people are really really dealing with yeah and like you said I feel like he really lived out his purpose and he always had great like insight on fulfilling your legacy and doing what you're called to do and that's really what all of this is about and anytime we lose somebody significant like that right it always makes you think like what am I doing here am I just playing around right or are you really like going after something you really want to leave a legacy you really want to leave that a memory right and that's honestly what we all should be thinking about because man I just and and I saw something where it was like we had every right to celebrate Black Panther the way that we did. We did because we did. He, I mean, man, and it's just so sad that like he's not going to be in the other, the next one that they're supposed to be making. And it's just, it's crazy. It's like wow. Yeah, I don't even really know what else to say about it. And you mm-hmm. know, he is a prime example of why, like, why representation matters. And I saw, you know, like all the children that were upset and distraught. But then I sat back and thought about it. I was like, you know, that's probably one of the first times that they've seen in the flesh somebody that looks like them, someone that they can relate to. And it just goes to show, like, why you have to pursue your dreams or why you have to show up and be the best that you can be. Because you never know who's watching you or who's inspired by you. And it made me think, while we're talking about Chadwick, it made me think about um, Beyonce's project, uh, Black is King. And I did watch it. But I, my favorite part of that like out of all out of the whole thing was pretty but my favorite part of that was the video for brown skin girl for some reason Mm -hmm. it just made me cry (laughs) Mm -hmm. like because i don't you know if i'm being honest i don't think that i've ever seen friendship portrayed so beautifully and so authentically like that and i think I think that's why it kind of made me kind of, you know, like teary-eyed, but it was beautiful at, you know, the same time. Yes, I watched it too. Um, I had to, you know, bum off my little friend for her Disney Plus because I don't have a Ryzen, so (laughs) I don't get it free. But anyway, I did um, watch it and I loved it from beginning to end. And one thing I really appreciate appreciate about Beyonce is kind of like you said, it ties into representation because she has the platform to put this out there. Right. And so if you really think about it, where else are we seeing our culture celebrated in this light or this caliber? And because of her um, putting this together, and I remember watching an interview about it and she was saying that it took her a year and a half to do this whole thing. Um, and for her to really go to... Um, the different countries and film this and the different cultures and tribes and put this together. It's like for, for her to make the brown skin girl song, it's like, mm-hmm. this is what really the representation is about. Like right. you were saying, because we're not really celebrated like that. If you really think about it, where else are we celebrated like this? Right. Where? And I think that's why we show out so much. Like when we have black is King or we have somebody like Chad with Bozeman or all of the other greats that we, you know, um, that we've lost this year. I think we celebrate so hard because we can see a piece of ourselves 
in this person. And when we can see a piece of ourselves in people or we can see ourselves reflected or represented in people, it really does have a way of inspiring us and, and motivating us and making us feel like, you know, we can do anything. I think sometimes, you know, we get a bad rap because we go so hard. Like, we went so hard for Black Panther. You know what I mean? It was trending. Mm-hmm. We went so hard for Black is King. It was trending, but we go so hard because we feel seen. And if we're being honest, we don't always feel seen. We don't always feel heard, and we don't always feel represented. So when we have those pieces of representation and we have people, you know, that step up to the plate and really give it their all, like, it shows. You know what I mean? Yeah, putting it into a positive light is just, it's amazing. It really is. We need to see more of it and more of it and more of it. Because if you think about our the generations uh, that are coming behind us, like the little girls, like they need to know that their skin is beautiful, like right. they, their hair is beautiful and things like that. And I just love how she had Blue Ivy in there. Yes. And just, <sighs> Blue Ivy is a star. I'm trying to tell you. She really is. She, she, she walked really up in there is. like, listen, this is what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I got this, Mom. <laughs> anyway, so let's move on to our first segment of the day, which is dating and relationships. So today, Shelby, let's talk about the relationship we have with ourselves. So let's just talk about self-love. And with self-love, like what does that mean to you? Um, How do you show yourself self-love? And how can we be confident when it comes to dating and like standing up for ourselves and setting boundaries? Because all of that is really just wrapped into how we love ourselves. Right. Or what relationship we have with ourselves. So what do you think? I think for me, self-love is something that I have really been trying to focus on lately. Um, And I'm not going to lie, I feel like it's been like something that I've had to like wrestle with. Um, But to me, self-love is authentically loving and showing up for myself authentically. It's accepting all of my flaws and my shortcomings while celebrating you know, the things that make me great, the things that make me beautiful, the things that make me stand out. And it's me showing up in a room unapologetically black, unapologetically talkative, unapologetically all these different character traits that make me, that make, that, that I'm made up of. Showing up in a room like that as myself, not caring what anybody else, you know, says about me or thinks about me, not really, you know, caring about others' opinions or how um, they portray me. I think, for me, self-love is just really learning to love myself, to bet on myself, to encourage myself, and to hype myself up. I think for me, self-love is being confident in who God made me to be. And I think being confident in a way that when I enter a room, like, you know I'm in the room. Not like a cocky way, but like a I'm here type of way, if that makes sense. Um, I will say I haven't always, I guess, fully love myself like I probably should have um but I think more recently I've just been I uh more recently I came my homeboy was on snapchat shout out to Chris (laughs) and he was talking about self-love and how we don't love ourselves and how we go above and beyond you know for everybody else but we why do we give ourselves you know just a little bit you know of the love that we give others or the love that we want from others and we ended up having like this really in-depth text conversation and it made me realize like he's so right I feel like we talk about loving other people so much and we talk about loving our mate but when is the last time friend we had a conversation about like loving ourselves 
Mm-hmm. That and, is a really good point. And so when he said that, I mean, we were talking, I really made it a point to really start to love um, myself. And the crazy thing is that really ties into dating and relationships. You know what I mean? I feel like mm-hmm. I was talking to you about this one day. I feel like um, just in regular life, like this is in regular life, but in regular life, um, I feel like I'm a pretty confident person. But when it comes to dating, I'm not as confident. And um, I'm not sure why. But I think um, in some type of way, I think because I have, you know, taken the time to love myself and to show for myself, I really feel like the next time I choose to date someone, that self-love is going to show up and allow me to be more confident, allow me, you know, to stand on my terms and my boundaries, allow me to stand, you know, for what I want and not to, you know, accept anything less. But what does self-love mean to you, friend? Um, it's definitely still a work in progress. Um, I feel like there's different phases of self-love. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I honestly, like we always joke about like, man, if I wasn't me, I would date me. Like I love me. Like we joke about that, but when we actually get into dating relationships and certain things occur, you're like, okay, why did I allow that to happen? Right. Like, this makes it seem like, where is my self-love? Where are my boundaries? Where am I? Why am I not standing up for myself in this situation? So for me, self-love is just knowing who you are and being okay with that, whatever that is. Because for me, I, um, I've i said this before in a podcast, like pertaining to dating, um, I used to just like drop whatever I'm doing to like be with this person. And it's like, I don't have to do that. So why did I feel like if I didn't do that, that person wasn't going to like me no more. That person wasn't going to love me the same. Like, what was it in me that made me think that? And I think self-love is very, very important to um, work on in between breakups or relationships because dating as a whole is not easy. Um, Because if you think about it, we could go into a relationship situation and be like, oh, I love myself. I'm feeling great. I'm confident. This is what I want. These are my boundaries. But when you really get tied up with somebody, yeah, you really start to catch feelings for someone and it doesn't go your way or something terrible happens or just some, it just falls apart, it does something to your self-esteem. It does something to your self-love. You want to question, like if you get cheated on, you'll question well, why did you cheat on me? Why did you Why did you go off and pick this girl? Or what happened? You know, right. we think like that. We do. So if we just hop from relationship to relationship to relationship without rebuilding that portion of us, because each relationship or each person, it kind of chips away at us if, right. it, if it ends, you know, in some kind of way like that. So I think a lot of the times I see that like we don't take the time to like rebuild ourselves and actually heal between relationships. I think healing has a lot to do with self-love because you're never going to be able to really like experience self-love or loving someone else. If number one, you don't love yourself. Right. Number two, you didn't heal from the person before that. Right. Um, And so that's what I've learned because just being hurt in the past and then, having to like rebuild yourself, (laughs) it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of self-love to do that. Now, 
um, when we're talking about how to be confident when it comes to dating, I feel like I am. Um, and I feel like I'm really good at uh, standing up for myself. I always joke like, oh, I ain't never been quiet. If I have something to say, you go no. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying that in a joking way, but really I do stand up for myself. If I feel like you're not treating me the way that I know I deserve to be treated right. or or you're not reciprocating what I'm giving you, like I'm going to stand up for myself on that because you have to know like what kind of woman you are, period. Not just what kind of woman you are in a relationship, but what kind of woman are you, period. And if you know that you have, you're the whole package or you're the catch, there's no reason for us not to stand up for ourselves because let we always say a man going to do what you allow him to do, period. Right. Um, and then setting boundaries that kind of goes with the same thing that's very hard to do it takes a lot of self-love to do to set your boundaries and be like this is what I said I was going to do for myself if you can't respect that these are my standards if you're not going to rise to them then this can't be what you know I thought this could be um and it gets tricky it's very hard there's a lot of ups and downs mistakes like all of it but I don't think self-love is anything that you just conquer. Like you have to gradually get there. Um, it's a process. Yeah, I definitely think, well, one thing I've learned for myself is I think that self-love is a journey. And I think in different seasons of your life, or for me in different seasons of my life, I've had to love myself and encourage myself differently um, just because of, you know, where I was at in life and different things like that. And I do, and I have found, you know, like when I start dating or talking to somebody and different things like that, I have to constantly, um, what's the word? I have to constantly be aware and encourage myself in loving myself and hyping myself up because I think you touched on it a little bit. I think, you know, when you start dating someone and, you know, feelings get involved and, you know, y'all start having, you know, you really get, you. You really get to know that person because if we're being honest, when you first meet somebody, you meet their representative. So everything that they do at first is cute. Everything that they do at first, you be like, oh, that's cute. Nah, nah. But, you know, when he started getting on your nerves, it's not cute anymore. And I think, and I think, you know, when you start getting into the real and, you know, life starts happening, I found myself, you know, sometimes in situations like, man, like. She'll be like, why did you put up with that? Do you love yourself? Or she'll be, why didn't you say anything? Or she'll be, why didn't you stand up for yourself? Or, you know, is he tripping? Does he really like me? Just all these different things. And I just said that to say that for me, it's been a journey because I think in dating, every person is different. And I think everybody brings out something different in you, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I guess I've just had to learn, okay, is this person bringing out the best in me or is this person bringing out the worst in me? Because I have been in situations that someone has just just really just like just broke you down to the core in confidence or just broke you down where you're just like, man, like, you know, why would they, you know, do something like that? And it's just, you know, the process of literally having – to build yourself back up and it's crazy to me because I feel like every time I build myself back up somebody else comes knocking on the door or somebody else is like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna treat you right and just all these and all these other lies <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's just kind of like I've had to you know tell myself and coach myself to be like okay she'll be like you've built yourself 
up back up to this confidence and this self-love and just all these different things like you get to decide if this is somebody that gets your energy if this is somebody that gets your time and this is somebody you know um that's worthy of you I think that sometimes we forget that like sometimes I feel like people need to be reminded that it's a privilege to fuck with you like it's a privilege to have access to you and right. I feel like I kind of like what you said a little while. I feel like I like you was like this type of person. Like I always made myself accessible to what you needed and what you wanted to do and when you wanted to hang out. But what I found was that when I wanted that same energy, it wasn't reciprocated and I would get really upset about it. But I was like, Shelby, you didn't set up any boundaries. He set up boundaries, but you didn't. You let him do that. He did what you let him do. You know what I mean? So that really ended up being a lesson for me, you know, to set boundaries and be confident in those boundaries as well. Because I feel like self-love for me also is setting boundaries and making sure that they're understood and that they're respected. Because I feel like sometimes as women, we are people pleasers because we want people to be happy. I feel like it's just our nurturing nature in general. But I feel like in order to fully be confident in yourself and to show yourself the love that you deserve, I feel like you do have to put up you boundaries and you do have to, you know, just evaluate how things and people are making you feel. I mean, I know you're not going to feel like all, you know, like roses and smiles all the time. But if the majority of your of the time when someone comes around you, they're draining you, they're sucking energy, they're not adding to you, um, they're making you mad, they're making you upset, they're making you cry, they're making you do all these horrible things, like that's not a person that you know that you should want or allow to be in your life because you have to. I've learned that you have to be aware of how your body and your energy responds when people are around you. Yeah, that is so true, and I think. Just to touch on what you were saying about the person needs to respect you. I, I, I'm a firm, firm believer in when you respect yourself as a woman and you uh, are really dealing with somebody that really respects you, really is down for you, really cares for you, whatever standard that you have, I honestly believe that that person is going to rise to that standard because of how much respect that they see you have for yourself and how much respect they have for you. And I think that... A, as women, we sometimes we forget that the ball is really in our court. <laughs> like we be giving the ball over there, but really we got the ball to ourselves. And I feel like um, I saw this thing on I forgot who said it, but it was uh, it was talking about how women are always talking about oh women are the catch, we're the prize, and how men were on there commenting talking about no men are the prize too. This sets a unequal precedent that you know men are not men are not as uh worthy as the woman and all of that and it would just really got on my nerves but here's (laughs) my thing with that (laughs) women I feel like when when we when we say women are the prize or women are the catch I think that that's a way for us to be confident when we approach dating situations right and I feel like there's nothing wrong with us saying we're the prize why wouldn't you want a prize because to me I'm like I do carry myself like yeah I know what I bring to the table right I would consider myself a prize okay why wouldn't you why would you not right anybody can come up to you Shelby and be like are you a prize and you're gonna be like no I'm not the prize like you're not gonna say that <laughs> yeah I'm not so 
I feel like women, we should carry ourselves with that confidence. Like, yes, I'm the prize. Not to say that, oh, I'm better than this person, but it's all about self-confidence. So if I feel like I'm the prize, when you get with me, I'm going to treat you like you won. Okay? That's it. <laughs> That's how it goes. And so it really frustrates me when people think that, like, oh, women should, uh, when you put yourself on a pedestal, this is that. No, it's not about that. It really is about carrying yourself in a certain manner. Um that just shows that you know what you bring to the table and you know what you have to offer. And um, some men, they'll see all that and still don't know what to do with it. Girl, <laughs> some men don't, get will. Me, don't get me started. <laughs> I mean, a lot of my friends, we out here, we catches, but some people just be out here fumbling. And I just don't know. On the play. Fumble on the play. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, but I agree. And I think we're living in a time where women i feel like we're living in a time where women are really like bringing their a game in all areas of their life they're bringing their a game in their personal lives they're bringing their a game in their careers they're bringing their a game in their finances women are you know just in general more financially stable women in general are just more independent women in general just like luxury women in general now are just more confident like i follow like a lot of confident you know and intelligent educated boss women on my you know timeline and it really kills me the audacity of some men Man, it's the audacity and <laughs> and I say that to say that I just feel like sometimes as women we can't win like I feel like okay we show up confident we know what we bring to the, I was talking to one of my homeboys one day and we were having a conversation and he was just telling me about him dating and different things like that and then of course he was like you know Shelby you know why are you single why are you this and I was him and I was like, you know, anything that I ask for, I can bring to the table. So I'm not going to ask you to do something that I can't do. I said, but what I found was, and you touched on it, is that like, you know, I feel like a lot of times, and this is not all men, I feel like a lot of times, you know, men, they want somebody that's confident, somebody that's independent, that's beautiful and that's gorgeous. But a woman like that is not timid. A woman like that is not going to be quiet. I'm not going to shut up. A woman like that is not going to let you boss her around and intimidate her. A woman like that is going to speak up. A woman like that is going to let you know what she brings to the table. And a woman like that is going to be respected. So my whole thing is, if you say you want a woman like that, A, what do you bring to the table? And B, what are you going to do to keep her? Yeah. Because that part. I just feel like, in general, women are doing such a more a better job of being confident and showing up for themselves but I feel like so many times when we as women we show up like that especially black women black women we're told that we're bitter or we're told that we're overbearing or we're told that we're too much or we're too independent or we're too this so which is it yeah because I feel like sometimes because we show up like that it seems like we're the ones to be chosen last and it doesn't make sense it's like uh Okay, if we're being real, a lot of men, they they got options. And if you're that woman that's sticking to her standards, you're setting your boundary, you're standing up for yourself, you're confident, you know what you bring to the table, and then they go get with someone who doesn't have boundaries, who doesn't have standards, who ain't standing up for herself. You're like, what? I literally have all this at the table, but you want to go over here and get a little snack. Like, what is that about? And so that's why it it always goes back to the relationship that you have with yourself about being confident and just having self-love if somebody doesn't choose you quote-unquote then that's fine next (laughs) so um but it's it's hard to just maintain that self-love when all it seems like you're either uh 
you know, when you just go to breakup after breakup or right. failed dating relationship after right. failed dating relationship, it gets exhausting. And you're like, man, you know what? I got one more relationship in me and I'm done. Right. <laughs> it feels like that sometimes. It um, does. Yeah. I agree. But I just feel like, in, just in general, I just feel like, you know, regardless of where you are in your dating, whether you're dating somebody or you're out of breakup or you've had your heart breaking or just all these different emotions that we encounter, you know, when we're dating and we're getting to knowing somebody, I think it's very important to just really take care of yourself and to love yourself and to hype yourself and to boost yourself and do what you got to do to make sure that you're happy and that you're available to show up as your full self. Because when you meet me, you're not meeting my representative. You mean Shelby. Like, you're going to get the whole shebang. Like, I want you to say, okay, like, okay, she a bit much. She's not for me. Cool. I want I want to know that you're not, that I'm not enough, that I'm too much for you. That's fine. You're not my person. You know what I mean? And I just want, we, I just want women in general to show up at their, to show up as their whole selves, to be confident, um, to love themselves and to understand that everybody isn't their cup of tea and that's okay. But there is somebody that is your cup of tea and you don't have to settle, um, you know, for some off-brand tea, if you want the Man, real deal. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm that's saying. A great way of put, that's a great way of putting it, friend. That really is. Yeah. So I think that was a great way to end it with your little tea, sip tea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how about we move on to the journey? I've been so excited about this segment because we just celebrated our... Anniversary number three. Wow. For all things melanin. That's wild. That's so crazy, friend. Like, our brand, which is essentially our baby, is three. It's a toddler. Is that what? Is three a toddler? Girl, I guess. I think you're going to preschool next year, I think. (laughs) (laughs) It's so crazy. Like, did you, like, looking back, friend, like, when we launched, did you, like, what did you think? Did you think we would make it to year three? Like, what did you think year three would look like? Um, I definitely never saw us being a podcast. Yeah, being a podcast. I, that wasn't anything in my first mind when we first started. Right. Honestly, we just first started as a blog and just putting out encouraging words, messages, things like that. But year three, I really feel like we have really found ourselves, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, right. kind of found ourselves as a brand, like what's our niche and what we will do and what we won't do. Right. Um, what opportunities do we want to do or what do we want to go for? Right. Um, and then, um, cause people that may or may not have been following us from year one, we started off doing vlogs. And then from there we started off, we picked up podcasting and then that got to be a lot. So we were like, well, this is the Avenue that we feel like we should go in. And that's what we've been rocking with since. So, right. um, what do you think? I, you know, I, that we would be able to stick with it but I I don't think I could have foresaw where we were um just to kind of back up I think pretty much everybody knows our brand story but in case you don't I'm gonna give you the Ebonics version um the short <laughs> version so Erica and I we launched our brand in September 15 2017 and me and Erica probably have been friends for maybe a year or so when we launched our brand maybe two years maybe I'll say maybe, yeah. Two or three years. And Erica really, me and Erica really became, like, good friends. Like, it was to the point where if you saw Erica, you saw me. If you saw me, you saw Erica. Like, 
we were in these streets, we were on these planes, and we were just really always together. And I think one of the reasons that we were just drawn to each other in general is that we really do have similar values, and we really are go-getters, like we dream big. And we, we have different goals, but we have similar goals, if that makes sense. And we just both had this really strange feeling that we wanted to do something together. So I remember Erica had told me, she was like, Shelby, I think we should do something. She's like, I think that I feel like we're supposed to do something together. And I don't know what. And the and this is how God works. I had felt that too, but I never said anything. I was like, Erica's going to think I'm crazy. She's going to be like, girl, what? <laughs> Even though she would probably never say anything like that. But I was like, she's going to think it. <laughs> she's probably going to be like, that's cute. <laughs> but... <laughs> so she said it and we ended up going to Essence and we had a good time and I came back and I'm dramatic you don't know nothing else about me y'all I'm dramatic I'm so dramatic I text Eric I said hey I need to talk to you but I need to talk to you in person see you tomorrow and she was like okay <laughs> <laughs> and so long story short I, I started sharing with her I was like friend what if we you know just create this brand um, and it stems from, you know, there are a lot of, you know, um, outlets out there or media or whatever for women of color. However, we didn't feel like there was one that was represents that represented, you know, the person that wanted to branch into the entertainment and media and the person that was figuring it out. Like everybody was telling you, you know, their glossed up Hollywood story, but where's the nitty gritty story? So we decided essentially that we were going to document and create our own space and I will tell you from day one Erica was like Erica literally like a G was like okay where do we start and I was like my dog <laughs> my <Yes>. dog <laughs> yes that's literally how it went the gist of it and I think that's that's the whole reason why we started because like we said earlier when we were talking about black is king and like talking about representation we felt like we didn't really see people that were representing us as young uh, successful uh, entrepreneur women that are really out here trying to live outside of the box that people put women in, right. period. And we wanted to be an inspiration and be a light to people that feel like, well, I want to go for it, but I don't know. I'm just going to, you know, stay in my little lane. Well, we wanted to, you know, put that out there like, hey, we're trying to do this too. This is not, we're not giving you step one through five of how you could be successful. Like we're literally figuring this out every day as we go along and we're bringing everyone on the journey with us, right. hoping that they would be inspired to go on their journey or keep going or start theirs or whatever that may be. So that's really the reason why we did um, this whole, why we started this whole thing. And this more specifically about women of color. Cause I feel like, like I said, representation is so hard to see a lot of the times so we wanted to make sure that we represented us um, for just doing big, great things. So right, and like let's talk about. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna, I was just gonna say what. It, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you go ahead. No, I was just gonna add to what you were saying. Um, I was just gonna say, you know, I know there's probably somebody out there that maybe has an idea or a passion, and you're probably like, I don't have all the resources, I don't have all the tools, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know, you know, who is going to support me, who is going to like, and I said that to say, like, first of all, when me and Erica launched, we didn't really tell nobody, like, we told our parents, but we just popped up on the scene on September 15th, like, we got a blog, first of all, and <laughs> we just literally stepped out on faith, and we said, you know what, we got each other's back, and who supports us, supports us, and who doesn't, doesn't, like, we will find our tribe. 
second thing that I was just going to say is that like we did not have other resources and tools that we needed to launch, but we figured it out along, along the way. We supported each other. We asked questions. We researched. We Googled. We YouTubed. And, you know, as we figured out what we needed and the things that we wanted to do, um, we adjusted and we got those things. And I don't think some I think sometimes we get in our own head. Um, when we want to start a brand or we want to start a business, we get on our own head about like what, you know, about why we can't do it or why we won't be successful. But I really feel like the hardest thing to ever do is to start because as a creative or as a business owner, it's really scary to put your idea or, you know, what you're working on out into the universe. That's just scary. But I think I would rather, I would rather jump and, you know, somebody had to come save me then not jump at all, if that makes sense. But, yeah, that's what I was going to add. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, that's that's perfect. Um, and that kind of goes along with what I was going to say next is, like, because we didn't really have resources or really know what we were doing, we just knew, hey, we're going to find – we're going to make a way. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what do we wish, like, that we knew before – starting our brand or starting our podcast because honestly like you just said we get in our head and you're not going to know everything but can you think of something that you just wish that we absolutely knew first I well for me I would say like I just wish I knew how much time and effort it really 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 takes and how much consistency right all of this takes yeah um but what do you what would you say I would definitely say that on what you said, just to piggyback off and add something else. Um, I knew that it was going to be a lot of work, but I didn't really realize how hard it was going to be. Like, you know, once we actually kept going, because it takes time to plan content. It takes time to take pictures. It takes time to post. It takes time to engage. And we love doing all those things, but we still work a nine to five. So um, that was, you know, really difficult in the beginning. But I think that once we kind of, um, once we realized that we were overwhelmed, like we came back to the table and I was like, look, we're going to have to split some stuff up. (laughs) We're going to have to, you know, think some things through. And I think that helps. But I think I also wish I knew and understood how important like networking, connecting with other people in the industry or even, even outside of the industry, kind of how important that was. And I say that to say, um, I think that we have some amazing people in our life, um, period. Then next sentence. However, I think that, Also, like a lot of the support that we have gotten and the encouragement and shares that we have gotten have been from people we don't know. And I think that we realized once we started networking and connecting with people, just how big that was. So I wish we had known that. So even before we even launched, like I wish we had, you know, you know, maybe, you know, just went out and networked and gotten to know people in our area and kind of pick their brains a little bit and you know ask them questions about what they wish they had known and different things like that um and I wish we kind of had before we start I wish we kind of had a mentor even though we figured it out I think that would have been um I think that would have been really helpful and beneficial as well yeah I think those are great points and I think of course, this being year three, there's a lot of learning. There's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of I'm tired. I don't feel like creating Girl. content. There's a lot of I want to be encouraging, but I just ain't got it for y'all right now. <laughs> like right. I'm going through some things. Like it's it's honestly for us to have. First of all, when we first started, Shelby and I, we really are big on faith. So we prayed over everything. We prayed over our small goals. We prayed over our big goals. Right. We just prayed before we just jumped into something. So with that being said, 
when you pray for for something and you're doing something that encourages people and that's positive, you're going to get attacked in your personal life, right? Girl, so right. it's like, how can, there were some times where I would just not feel positive and I just didn't have anything positive to say. And it was like, well, Erica, you're going through some things because if you want to be used as, I ain't trying to preach, but if you want to be used as a light or a vessel in what you're doing, how can you be that if you don't ever go through nothing yourself? Right. You can't help people. You can't tell people. You can't encourage people if you ain't never been through nothing yourself. And that kind of ties back into what we we're saying, how people just give you a, a, a pamphlet of like, hey, these are the five steps of how to be successful by next Monday. Right. No, it's not. It's not how it goes. You have to go through some things to get there. Right. So I just wanted to add that tidbit. Um, so with that being said, as this being our year three, what were some mistakes that you feel like we made um, or what would we, or how would we have done that differently? Um, so I think the biggest mistake that we made, but we corrected it. I think the biggest mistake that we made up until year three is that we were trying to be all things to everything. Um, yeah. And I, and that's not to say uh, me and Erica, we're both very talented and educated, but we would both try to do everything whether that's graphics whether that's instagram and twitter whether that's blog posts whether that's you know answering emails or just whatever came our way and i remember just being like friend like we have to have some type of roles or some type of order and i think once we sat down and we kind of established like okay like you do this or you do that you do this and i'll do this or you take twitter this week and i'll take instagram this week um, and it doesn't mean that, you know, either of us can't get on Instagram or Twitter or either of us can't do what the other does. But it does mean that it frees the other person up to do their task. And, you know, if that person, you know, needs some help, you know, um, they can say, hey, you know, I, I need like some help. Or, hey, you know, what do you think about that? I think that's one of the biggest things. And I think the second thing, um, no, I think that's, that's all I got, actually. I think yeah. <laughs> that's it. I think that's a great point. I think one thing that we're really good at is being able to recognize this ain't working and adjust, you know? Right. I think, yeah, we've made mistakes on things like you just mentioned, but we're, the way we do things differently is recognizing that and then trying to see what what else would work um, and really, like, trying to streamline what our brand should be. That's why I mentioned earlier, like, year three, I feel like this is really where we are finding ourselves, like, what we want to actually be. Right. Um, so we won't say yes or be all things to everything. Um, right. So uh, to wrap this segment up, what, do you, what would you say our hopes or our dreams are for year number three? I think for year one through three, I think that we really laid the foundation and we kind of found ourselves, like you just said. But I think for year three, my hope and dream is that we can just turn it up a whole bunch of notches. And um, me and Erica in general were pretty intense. (laughs) Um, And I can be very intense sometimes. But I think my hopes and dreams for year three is for us to really just like be a resource and a value to our community. I feel like we do a really good job of, you know, encouraging and motivating our audience and, you know, hyping them up. Um, But I think in year three, I really want us to, you know, connect with more entrepreneurs and business people. 
Um, and just to kind of network and connect and get our names out there more and, you know, um, build up our community. But really much so, I really want us to really start um, sharing and offering more resources to our community um, because our community really, you know, is, is compromised of mostly women um, in the age bracket of about 24 to 35. And I feel like that's a really critical time for women because the world will have you believe that we have it all together, but we don't. And I think that as women, we have so much on our plate. So I really just hope in year three that we can really turn it up a couple notches, but we can just continue to add more value and resources to our communities. Um, and that, you know, we can even have, you know, um, more guests on, you know, to answer your questions, um, to be a resource, to know that you're heard, to know that you're represented, to know that you can do it, to know that, you know, you have everything within you to succeed. Um, that's my really big goal. And just for us to even step out of our comfort zone a little bit, yeah. like do things that we're afraid of doing, do things that we don't know if it's going to work. But my number one goal for us is I want us to continue having fun. I want people like when they come across our brand, I want people to know that first and foremost, me and Eric are friends first. Like I want I want them to see us having fun. I want people to see us more authentic. I want people to see our authentic selves, like if me and Erica are just on the street. Like, I really hope that that comes through, you know, in our brand and our content more in year three. What about you, friend? Yeah, that's uh, literally everything you just <laughs> said. Um, I was I was going to touch on, um, you know, just what I, what I can add to that is just continuing to do the things that are working as well and like you said, turning it up 10 times harder. Because I know personally for both of us, we're very hard workers and we're very hard on ourselves. Um, but I feel like we're once we really decide what we're going to turn up 10 times harder, it's really going to be big. And I think um, that that's really the only thing I can add to that. You really have just said everything I was just saying. So... <laughs> Um, but I'm just really happy that we made it to year three, which I had no doubt that we would because, I mean, we had a whole, like, 10-year goal plan when we first started. We so did. <laughs> when we started, we weren't playing no games. We weren't, be, we weren't just like, oh, that's cute, uh, September 15, 2017, then October 1st, we done? Like, no, that's not what <laughs> right. we are going to do. We, we started this because we have a passion for it. That's really what the baseline is, so... I'm proud of us, friend. Me too. And cheers to you. Virtual cheers. Like, I'm really proud Blink, of us. Blink. And I'm just excited for your what year three is going to bring. Yes. Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> so let's move on to our mentor moment segment. So this is when we'll read a listener letter that was submitted to us. And then we'll give our advice on the question. So it says, hi, Shelby and Erica. As many of us have... I've been finding myself unfulfilled and it becomes overwhelming when I think about where I want to be versus where I currently am in life. I want to find happiness as I'm going through this journey, but what are ways you find happiness in the midst of what's going on around you? How do you maintain being positive and optimistic? So my first question, I know I know this person can't answer that, so this is going to be a rhetorical statement. Um, so my first question or my first statement would be, it's like, what did you place your happiness and your purpose in when you were happy? 
Mm -hmm. Um, And I say that to say um, a lot of times we place our happiness and our our purpose in tangible things. But the thing about like like um, like a like a like a boyfriend or a girlfriend um, or a job or money or status. Mm -hmm. But those are all things that can be taken away from us. I think that you have to first locate, you know, what what you are using to fill that void of happiness and purpose. And I think when you realize that, I think that you have to essentially find something else to fill that void in, uh, in happiness, if that makes sense. But I would suggest um, attaching it to something that is not tangible, um, something that's not fleeting, if that makes sense. I think that you have to attach yourself to purpose, and I think that you can find your purpose by you. I think that you have to really sit down and have a serious conversation with yourself and just kind of evaluate, like, what makes you happy. I think a way to do that is ask yourself this. If you could do any job in the world or you could be anything in the world and money was no object, what would you do? What would that consist of? I think that's a good place to start. I think that if you're feeling, you know, unhappy or you're feeling unpurposeful, I think, and this is just a suggestion, I think maybe even, you know, talking to a professional. I think sometimes, you know, if you if you have the opportunity to sit down and talk to a therapist or somebody, sometimes they can rephrase the questions in a way to make you go, oh, that's why I feel like that. That's why I'm not happy. Okay, I know, you know, I know, why am I happy? I know not purpose. And maybe they can help you kind of pinpoint, you know, your purpose. And I think another way to find your purpose um, and to be a little bit more happier that we don't think of a lot, I think it's to serve others. Um, yes. And I think that could be in volunteering. I think that can be in mentoring. I think that could even be in doing um, um, a random act of kindness. I think that, you know, just in general, as people, we feed off other people and we feed off other energies. But, you know, when we get in a dark place or we get in a sad place, we don't have those same things feeding our egos um, or our purpose anymore. So I think that sometimes God knocks you down to ground level so that you can kind of reset and refocus. And I think that if you're feeling like this, God is essentially trying to tell you that you need to reset and refocus on things that matter, things and on things that you can impact and influence. I think sometimes he, you know, takes us to that level sometimes because we were about to go in the wrong direction or we were about to encounter something that could have broke us worse. So I think that essentially like maybe just even thinking about you know, serving others or seeing what you could do for somebody else or checking on someone else. I think sometimes when I transfer my um, lack and I focus on somebody else, I find that God blesses me tenfold. Yes, that is so true. Because it's hard to get out of the rut of thinking about yourself and thinking about what's not working for you or what didn't happen. Um, But I think that's great advice to get out and do something for somebody else and kind of get your mind off of everything that's happening with yourself. But I do want to add that we have to be careful about thinking that your happiness is going to be found in somewhere else. Yes. Destination addiction. She was saying like, yes, like saying, you know, I get overwhelmed thinking about where I want to be versus where I currently am. Well, if you're not happy in where you currently are, what makes you think you're going to be happy 
wherever you think that you want to be. Right. Um, because if you have to, you just have to find that happiness or that joy. I like to say joy within yourself first, because it doesn't matter if you are um, in the United States and you decide to move to Europe. If you ain't happy in the United States with things going on, what makes you think that ain't going to go with you to Europe? <laughs> like right. you're still going to be dealing with the same stuff in Europe. So um, my point is like, we, we have to not, or we have to be careful on relying on happiness because I think that just is dependent on what's happening around you. And we can't, it's so fleeting. It's just wishy-washy like, Oh, I'm so happy today because you know, I bought some new shoes and right. then tomorrow it's like, Oh, I got a bad grade. So now I'm not happy. Like, why aren't you still happy? You got them shoes. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? So I think that that's really important. Just recognizing, like, don't think that your happiness is somewhere else. It has to be where you are right now. Um, And then just think about maybe something that you feel like adds value to your life. Like, what is it that you feel like adds value? Whether that be, like you said, Shelby, serving someone else or maybe just um, finding a hobby that you, if you enjoy reading, joining a book club, like something like that, that um, just brings value and kind of gets your mind off of everything that you feel like is overwhelming you right now. Um, And then I personally understand the part about being, you feel like you're unfulfilled because for me, a lot of times I would feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough or this is, I should be somewhere else. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, how do I know that this is not, the lessons that I need to learn to get to that point. You know what I mean? Right. So I think that, yes, every stepping stone is part of your journey. So don't think that, oh, I'm here. I'm not supposed to be here. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Really take what you can learn from that because that's probably all the tools that you need whenever you get to your next phase in life. So, but in the midst of that, try to maintain positive. <laughs> it's hard, right. but you have to. Like, no, you really don't just don't have another choice why would you just sit around and be negative and pessimistic all the time if you really feel like there's something bigger and better out there for you just try to maintain that positive attitude when you can (laughs) right and that's all I would say about that I agree Um, but if you if you guys have any questions like this please uh submit your listener letter uh, you can send us an email at allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on IG at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So moving to our last segment of the show, which is words of encouragement. Um, we're going to read a Bible verse from 1 Peter 4.10 through 11. Okay, so God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. I really, really love this Bible verse. Um, because I truly and genuinely believe that everybody, like every single person that is walking on this earth has a special gift that they are supposed to use to the glory of God. Um, and that they are supposed to use to um, impact, to influence, or um, to help someone. I genuinely believe that each and every person's life is a ministry. And I think attached to your ministry is your purpose and your gifts. And I just think that you, I just think that this is a reminder to tap into your gifts 
and to use them. I think so many times we get caught up in just surviving. But I think sometimes your gift necessarily isn't at your full-time job. Your gift isn't always going to be your hobby. You know what I mean? And I think that you owe it to yourself to give the world your gift and to show the world your gift and allow the world to experience your gift. And I say that because sometimes I really believe that if you go out and show your gift, it's a domino effect. You don't know who you're impacting. You don't know who you're inspiring. You don't know who needed what you have to get through another day or to be inspired or to be loved or to say, hey, you know, I'm going to share my gift too. I think when you don't share your gift that that's being really selfish. And I think yeah. sometimes we get scared because we're like, nobody's going to like my gift or my gift is dumb or I don't know what people are going to think about it or my gift isn't a big deal. But I really believe whether, and I'm just thinking of random stuff, whether it's singing, whether it's teaching, whether it's ministering, whether it's mentoring, whether it's, you know, volunteering, whatever, whether it's speaking to someone, um, whatever it is, I think you owe it to yourself to use your gift. I would just want, just for me, and I say that to say because sometimes I sit here and I think, like, you know, the world's not going to care if, you know, I write another blog post or, you know, if I don't, you know, do X, Y, and Z. But I realize it's not for the world to decide. Like, God gave me the gift. And if God gave me the gift, then he wants me to use it. And so I just wanted to encourage anybody that whatever your gift may be, whatever you're holding back on, whatever you're scared to launch, whatever you're scared to do, whatever you're scared to speak over your life, whatever you're scared to launch, like it's okay to be scared, but it's not okay not to use, to use your gift and give it to the world. I think that once you put your gift in the world, it's up to people to decide how they receive it. But I feel like if you put it out there and you share it with the world and it's genuine and it's authentic, it's going to touch who it's supposed to touch. It's going to reach who it's going to reach. And God can use you. I think sometimes we get caught up in how many people can I reach? How many people can I touch? And I think we have to remember it doesn't matter how many people you touch, but it matters who you touch. If you touch one person, that's enough. Because you don't know who that person is going to touch. It could be a domino effect. If it touches three people, great. You don't know who that person knows that can be encouraged right. and I think that we got to stop worrying about the number and start worrying about the impact we need to stop worrying about the number and start worrying about okay who needs my gift and I genuinely believe that if you put it out there gotta do the rest yeah I believe that well said I think that um a lot a lot of the times we get caught up in wanting the recognition as well oh come on like if you if you have the gift of singing but you're like oh nobody's listening to my music like I need to be out here like Beyonce like don't worry about that part. God is going to work that part out if, if that is your gift and that's what you're supposed to be using to glorify him. The only goal that we need to think about with our gifts is does this glorify God? Not does this glorify Instagram? How many followers do I have on Facebook? Like all of this goes back to glorifying him. And so I just know for a fact that anything that you do, whether you're starting a brand or whether you're starting a new position at work, when you glorify God in that, the blessings alone, I'm telling y'all, like you don't have to worry about customers coming to buy your products. You don't have to worry about listeners coming to hear your music. God is going to bring those people. And like Shelby said, who cares if it's just, oh, only five people read my 
entry today. Like, okay, well, out of those five people, you probably touched somebody. And at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. Right. I agree. Yep. Okay, so we are going to go ahead and round out this anniversary episode. But before we do, um, we just really want to say thank y'all so much for rocking with us. Thank you for you know encouraging us thank you for sharing thank you for liking and really just thank you for like believing in us like that really matters and it does not go unmentioned at all yes thank you guys okay now everybody back here here we go unless you drive (laughs) heavenly father we come to you with umbelina how first and foremost just thank you for allowing us to get to hear free Thank you for giving us the tools. Thank you for giving us the resources. Thank you for allowing us to step out on faith. And when we didn't have the answer, Lord Jesus, thank you for providing it. When we didn't know what to do or who to call, thank you for providing that resource and that person. We pray for that person, Lord Jesus, right now that is on the edge of following their dream, that is on the edge of launching their business. Whatever is stopping them, whatever is hindering them, Lord Jesus, we pray that you remove that barrier. We pray that you would let them know that they have a gift that they need to share with the world lord jesus and let them know that you're going to take care of it they let them know that you're going to nurture it let them know that you're going to provide for it lord jesus we continue to pray for everybody during this pandemic because a lot has been lost we're dealing with police brutality lord jesus we're dealing with the pandemic we're dealing with politics we're dealing with so many other factors deaths friends and just things that are unimaginable and we don't know what each person is dealing with but we pray lord jesus that you do and we pray that you will go into their homes and that you will comfort them we pray that you will relieve them of stress we pray that you will relieve them of worry we pray lord jesus lord jesus that you will continue to cover people's bills that you will continue to protect people lord jesus from hardships and from negativity lord jesus we pray lord jesus that you will just continue to cover all of the children um that had no choice but to go back to school we pray for anybody that is um that has lost a loved one we pray that you will cover them and keep them we pray for anybody that's battling COVID-19 we pray that you will strengthen their body we pray for anybody that has lost a job we pray that a better opportunity comes through we pray for anybody Lord Jesus that is dealing with unequally yoked relationships and unequally yoked friendships we pray that they know that they are worthy Lord Jesus and that they deserve more we pray for anybody that has had to reset and refocus in this season Lord Jesus we know how hard it can be we know how it can feel like the weight of the world is on you. But, Lord Jesus, we also know that you are a God that does not make mistakes. So we pray, Lord Jesus, that in this hardship of a season for them, Lord Jesus, we pray that they will come out on top. We pray that they will persevere. I pray, Lord Jesus, that they will find a mate that deserves them, that loves them, that encourages them, that hides them up, and that loves and that loves you and puts you at the center of the relationship, Lord Jesus, and makes them realize why it didn't work out with anybody else. We pray for anybody that is dealing with unequally yoked with friendships, Lord Jesus. We pray that you remove toxic people. We pray that you remove negative people. We pray that you remove jealous people. We pray that you remove unsupportive people. And we pray that you would replace their friendships with people that are God-like, people that are encouraging, people that are supportive, people that love them, people that rock with them, people that pray for them, Lord Jesus. We pray for each and every person that's assembled and listening to this podcast. We don't know what their worry is. We don't know what they have on their mind but we pray that when they listen to us lord jesus they felt a little lighter and we pray that whatever they're worried about whatever they're stressed about whatever they're down about lord jesus that you would take care of it and that you would make a way out of no way in your name i pray amen amen did you push stop recording